Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name is Louie. My name's Preston. We are reporting once again, live from the Trap House. So what do you got for us today? What What are we talking about today? Quit playing. We <laughs> we went on a little vacay, just a little, just, little you know, two-day vacay. Yeah, you know, something slight, you know what I'm saying. Some lake house shit. Yeah, we went to a lake in Indianapolis. I don't even remember what the lake was called. It's called Indian Lake. Wow, that's a really good name for a lake in that, Indiana. You're Indian so creative. Lake. So creative. Apparently, the biggest man-made lake in Indiana. I find that hard to believe because that lake was little yeah, as shit. What he was trying to say was that it's it was like it was the largest, but it was also like the first. Yeah. Man-made lake in Indiana. Anytime I think of a man-made lake, I think of the scene in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where they dam up the valley and they all, like, fucking drown because it just is immediately full of water. That's a good movie. That is a great movie. We... So, something actually happened to us when we were at the lake. We had a chance encounter. We may or may not have seen a ghost. Swimming ghosts are very, that's a very specific very kind niche. of ghost, too. That's but yeah, set it up. Set the scene. So, it's our first uh, afternoon, not even a full day there, and we're hanging out. We just got dropped off at the little beach that they have, uh, and then we're hanging out. We're chilling on land. Our partners are swimming around. This was at night. Yeah. And it's it's like... afternoon. Well, it was afternoon that we got there. I just mean it was like it's getting dark. It is like the sun has started to yeah. The sun had already kind of it, set. It might have been by like the time 10, that we got to the beach. It might have been like ten eleven. It was like ten o'clock. I'm chilling, and then I kind of noticed that you were just like staring out on the little like yeah swimming platform that they had built out there, and I'm blind as shit. So I I like see I see Nikki I see Caroline, and then. I kind of just see this thing floating around in the air, like, behind them. And I know, like, now I know that it was, like, the ghost or this lady or whatever, their fucking hat. But that's all I could see at first, and you're just kind of looking, and you're like, what is that? But I'm blind as shit. So I'm just, like, so squinting you, real so, hard. So and all I you see, saw was the hat, so all well, you saw it was, was like, like, a floating white thing. Yeah, it was like a white hat. So I just saw, like, this white thing in the distance, and I'm just like, what am I looking at, bro? I thought maybe, like, I had the perspective off, and, like, yeah. maybe it was a little further out than they were. And then I saw, like, the full figure up on the platform, like, sitting there. Yeah. And it, the weirdest part to me was not seeing, like, Caroline or Nikki seem to even realize that it was there. Yeah. That was the creepiest part for me, because I'm like, what the fuck is that? Apparently they did realize it was there, but just from your yeah. perspective watching it... They just seem to have no it clue. It was casual. It was casual. Very casual. The fact that they get back and they're like, yeah, it kind of was weird vibes, because they're like, it's this lady. And I'm just like, bro, who the fuck is out swimming? Well, and I didn't even know where the fuck they came from. So maybe they were there when we got there, if it was a person... But I did not see anybody go out to that yeah. platform. If, if and they, I was in the water before that. If they got in at the beach that we were at, we would have seen and oh, we would absolutely seen them if they got somebody in the water, water from the beach that we were at. Because it 
it's not like an ocean, bro. It's not like naturally like loud. It's it's almost dead quiet yeah. except for us. So we'd be able to hear if somebody was like a giant figure getting into the Splashing water. Splashing in the water. Yeah, so yeah, I want to say that it's interesting that you just kind of noticed me staring out because I was kind of just staring out at the lake like before yeah. the lady even got up on that thing. But like... But yeah, this old lady is going night swimming <laughs> and doing it from like... I also don't know where the fuck the they went. Yeah, they swam off. They yeah. swam off. But like in the opposite direction of anything. Yeah, like towards the middle of the lake. Which is very uh, spirity to just kind of go off into the distance and disappear. It was funny hearing Caroline talk about it because she she said that uh, Nikki was talking about like a person in the water and she was kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because, you know, we were teed that night. Oh, yeah. So she didn't even notice it at first. And then she saw, you know, the white hat yeah. in the water coming towards them. And that would be freaky on its own. That's a, probably a whole different perspective, seeing the fucking ghost lady coming at you. I can't believe they didn't immediately think that was a ghost. A fucking... I nothing mean, about it Okay, so the thing, the thing is, a lot of the times, people's ghost stories really are like... Like, there's two types of ghost stories, where it's either you see it something in the distance, and it's very obviously, it's like a part of somebody's body, but there's no legs or whatever. Or, you know, like ghost cars or trains or whatever Stuff like that and then there's like when you have a close encounter with a ghost and people will be like yeah i ran into this weird person talked to them or yeah. like bumped into them or whatever and then i turn around and they've di- like just straight up disappeared i think that's the closest encounter i've ever had for sure yeah and because it was mean, eerie like i have no idea where the fuck they came from and no idea where the fuck they went or what the fuck they were doing yeah. in the first place. Because like, it's, it's dark. I like Nikki's theory of they're skinny dipping. Because it's dark. It's, uh you know, sort of private lake. Well, she wasn't naked. We saw her up on the platform. I couldn't, and she I'm was, blind. I couldn't I saw see she clothes. Was, I could just see hat figure. It, it was an old lady wearing, like, an old lady type of swimsuit. Like a one-piece kind of. Yeah. I mean, I saw her clear as day. Because Kay asked me if if it was, like, see-through, if I was even sure it was there. But I saw it clear yeah. as fucking day that it was, like, a solid, corporeal-looking person. But just in my head, I know that that's not right. Mm-hmm. That's usually what sets apart a lot of these Yeah, like, there's encounters. always something that's off. Yeah, there's something that's just not quite right. Like, I'll say it one last time, because I keep almost repeating myself but just an old lady night swimming coming from like the middle of the lake Mm -hmm. coming pretty much out of nowhere and then going right back big white hat swimming with a hat on that's weird on its fucking that is weird on its fucking at night at night why you need the hat why sun's gone yeah true so yeah i don't know what we should ask we should ask phil if the lake is haunted if he knows anything about the lake being haunted well we told him about it did we? I don't know I what did. you're telling me. What did he say? I don't know if he had any substantial comment about it. He probably knows something that we don't know. He's like, yeah, there's just that weird lady that likes yeah, there was, yeah, there was an old lady that drowned in the middle of the lake, and now her ghost haunts damn it, all Phil, the kids He really the didn't fill us in on the, the crucial plot point. He didn't 
fill us in. Oh, you fucker. God damn it. That's how I know you're butted already. You usually don't come with jokes like that. We yeah. gotta warm up for that yes, shit. Yes, I do. <laughs> Off the rip. I can bring up this shit that I wanted to talk about. A follow-up story, almost. So, in a few different episodes so far, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you already know what the fuck we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the thing. It is one of this, our you know, most recurring themes, too, is... Yeah, because we've talked we talked and... about it with uh, well we talked about specifically mm-hmm. using rap lyrics in court cases on the Y and W Melly thing that mm-hmm. we were talking about, and on the Young Thug and mm-hmm. Gunna shit how they're locked up and they're using lyrics against them, but this is actually a big win yeah. in that category, and I don't know if this sets precedent because it is a uh, criminal course. But this is the headline I saw. How a Johnny Cash song helped NBA young boy get his rap lyrics tossed is court evidence. Interesting. And just off of so that. So they just straight up tossed it, too. They, they yeah. weren't saying, oh, this is invalid. They really said, okay, fuck this. So basically, NBA young boy's legal team, they actually used... Uh, Johnny Cash is a boy named Sue in uh, federal court to basically... That's f- fucking dope. Honestly, props to his legal team. That's a really smart move. The, the charge that they beat was like a gun possession charge. And so they were using... Fuck yeah. They were using his rap lyrics talking about guns. To say, oh, he got guns. To be like, talk he, about a gun in his song. He's talking about possession of guns. Bro, oh my god. And like a gun is such a complex thing that you would have no idea how to talk about a gun in a song unless you had one. That's hilarious. In this Johnny Cash song, the lyrics read, Well, I hit him hard between the eyes and he went down, but to meet my surprise, he come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. But I busted a chair right across his teeth and we crashed through the wall and into the street. Kicking and gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer. I don't know if I've heard this. Johnny Cash Johnny is Cash a storyteller, bro. But yeah, he definitely has, you know, songs where he's talking about like killing people and shit mm-hmm. like that. But they use, they actually did a study where it says study participants not familiar with the song previously perceived it more negatively when it was told from the rap genre. Those told that it was a country song were much less offended. Baton Rouge attorneys James P. I'm not going to butcher that name or that name. Hmm. Wrote a court filing argued before the U.S. District Judge on Tuesday. So they basically used white people's music and disguised it as black people's music and used it to basically prove that there's prejudice in yeah. these court cases. And I think it's interesting that they even accepted that because they kind of have to operate it's a bit under of a, the idea that there is no prejudice. Right. But so much shit does get thrown out on tints of like, you know. Yeah. A lot of the times it is if you can find out that one of the jurors has some sort of history with something related to the case, you can get then you get a new juror. Yeah. That can really change the tide of the case. Yeah. Or you can get the whole thing thrown out if it's yeah. so late into the decision-making right. process. Yeah. So jurors are incredibly important to the court system. But it is a great point to be able to say, well, obviously there's implicit bias here. 
Like, especially if they're just doing a random poll. Yeah, it's... Imp- and testing random-ass people. It's implying implicit bias, mm-hmm. you know? And it's crazy that they would even, like... Like I said, it's genius. Because I wouldn't... I don't think I would have had that idea as a lawyer. It's pretty smart. Yeah. And it's kind of creative, too, to say, well, okay. First off, picking that song specifically because it really does have a graphic imagery in those lyrics. I get using that, like... I wonder how they, uh, I wonder if they just said, read these lyrics and told people that it was a rap song and then They'd told to. other people, read these lyrics and told them that it was a country song. I almost wanted to imagine somebody trying to rap those lyrics to somebody <laughs> and then somebody playing them and then the other option being they just listen to Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's fun. That's a funny image to have in my head. Like because that's what like I the, thought of. I like was the like, old ass lawyer rapping it to people on the street. Exactly. Me, like, does that offend you? <laughs> Do you yes. feel offended? Yes, that offends me. That you just <laughs> please stop rap the Johnny Cash song to me on the street. Please don't do that again. <laughs> Oh my god. No, I find that incredibly interesting. Hopefully that does something to protect the freedom of speech of artists, because the more we do shit like that, the harder it is to make music. Genuinely, that's a federal court, and it's a kind of a serious case. He beat a federal charge. Exactly. By saying, hey... There's bias around rap, basically. Because, like, yes, he's it's talking about, oh, you know, that rap is black music, quote-unquote, and country is white music, quote-unquote. Yeah. But it's also just to say that there is this idea of rap being associated with violence. Yeah. And to say, well... More so than any other right. genre. And, first off, it's music, so it's very weird that people have that association in the first place. Yeah. But also, it's interesting because... We know that there are other cases that apply to this. Like, it is interesting to think how maybe this could be brought up again. Because there could be another, honestly, just one of the other cases that we've talked about. This could apply just as easily. Where it's like, well, you're making assumptions about this person based off of the kind of music that they produce. Yeah. To say, oh, they must be violent because they're a rapper, so they've got to be like a gangbanger, whatever the fuck. Like, that's stupid. That's such an antiquated idea of what a a rap artist is. I'm not, like, a law expert by any means. I have to preface this by saying that. Oh, really? I, I don't know if they can necessarily use it. In like different jurisdictions, they like sh- if it would just be a, well, it is federal, so right. I don't know. I well, don't know. So it might apply to just think about how I, I don't know if you did this, but when I was taking uh, AP like history class, we kind of got into talking about like law just a little bit and kind of just learning your fundamental court cases that get brought up a lot. This was determined to be true in this case, then it must also be true in our case, yeah. like for. Sometimes it's finding precedent that right. they focus on. They just and for and for like Young Thug, you know, or anything where it's uh, what was the one that was it uh, Melly where we're talking about uh, how he killed some like it's very graphically yeah. how he killed somebody. That's that's almost the exact same fucking thing as those Johnny Cash lyrics. Yeah, you know, and we're just like yeah. okay, somebody's telling a story and these events went down in the story. Okay. So it's a story, but there's bias based around who's telling it. Yeah, there's. I think it's 
like racism that's embedded in it where you know because it's a black person saying it and you already think that they're violent Mm -hmm. then it kind of makes you think that way Mm -hmm. well and you know then there's sort of the uh nikki was talking about this term intersectionality Uh where you know just because somebody is one thing does not mean they are not another thing yeah right and Kind of the inverse of that would be, well, if somebody has the bias that black people are more violent or more aggressive or whatever the fuck, and that rappers are, like, gangbangers and violent and whatever, then there's this double layer of bias that is applying to the situation. But it's good that they're able to sort of point out and say, here is, in the most basic of terms, what the fuck is wrong with this situation? Because they're really easily able to say, okay, listen to this, and then listen to this. And it, it, it wasn't even like they compared the two. It's not like they said, okay, listen to one of our client songs and listen yeah. to this Johnny Cash song. They just told they, they different did. people yeah. that this Johnny Cash song was either Johnny Cash or a rapper. So, yeah, shout out to Johnny Cash doing, helping, yeah, doing God's work. Helping people beyond the grave. That's just goat shit. That's just <laughs> goat shit. Musical intermission? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm so I did not listen to this song at all. You Not told me once. too, multiple times. You're a piece of shit. You know I'm down for whatever, protective of you. I don't want to use protection with you. But the glove will keep you safe if you ever get loose. Never put you in the jam, hold whatever for you. When you first shot your shot, I knew you would be the one to hit the spot. Only you can make it clap for the homies. I am not on the late nights. Me and you circling the block, trying to make it pop. Put that pussy nigga across the street from Cherry Park. Hope we don't get caught. You just listened to When Sparks Fly by Vince Staples. Take it away, Preston. What do you think about it off of first first? Okay, so I find it interesting that both the first song and this song that you wanted me to listen to, I've never heard of either of these motherfuckers. You've never heard of Vince Staples? No, I'm clueless. I only listen to like old school rap or like shit that you put me on to. Yeah, Vince Staples is like a modern rapper who is a West Coast rapper, and there's a lot of influence there's, in that in his there music. There is a big difference Maybe in between not West as, Coast and East Coast rap, yeah. though. Like, and I kind of get that West Coast vibe. Yeah, it's interesting that you'd get that vibe from that song because, like, it's not like a super like West Coast sounding song. No, it's not like. Like a, a hype West Coast song, but there yeah. are a lot of sad boy rappers on like, the West Coast. They kind of sound like that. And they all kind of have that same sort of vibey, you know, you get stoned to it, makes you think yeah. kind of feeling. So what do you think of that song? I like it. You Lyrically, like it? very strong. Like, beat's nice, but it is just kind of chill, yeah. kind of a vibe. You know, almost lo-fi-like. Yeah. And it really is just like the sample. But the lyrics are really good. Good storytelling mm-hmm. is a very important thing to me in music. And I definitely get so good you, imagery off of the lyrics. So you got the uh, story of like, you know. However, the fact that you were telling me that it's not what I think it is makes me really wonder because it really sounds like what I think it is. So I'm about to blow your mind. You will, like, straight so, up. So, this song is called When Sparks Fly, which, you know, kind of does have that meaning of, like... Falling you in love, yeah. That first, like, spark of, like, a relationship. But it also has a completely different meaning. It's not talking about a relationship at all. 
Here, let me read you some of these lyrics. Okay, bro, I was looking at the lyrics, no, though, while listening no. to the song. What the hell you mean? She said, baby, keep me closely. Love it when you hold me. Th- that's, uh... Is that a clue? That is a clue. Hide me from the police. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. There are only, like, two things that it can be, and a lot of times in music specifically, or in poetry specifically, there is this correlation where it's like you could just as easily be talking about drugs as you could be talking about a woman, you know? Where it's like the hold that drugs can have on you being compared to the hold that love can have on you. When I read this lyric, you're gonna be like, oh shit. When you first shot your shot, Uh, I knew you would be the one to hit the spot. uh, So he's talking about a relationship, but the whole thing is a a double entendre for a gun. That's why he says, uh, the glove will keep you safe if you uh, ever get loose. Interesting. Hide me from the police, yeah. because you don't want to wave guns around the police. Only only you can make it clap for the homies. That's which, a specific which one. Which literally yeah. does mean... <laughs> clap the homies. On the Damn. late nights, me and you circling the block, trying to make it pop. Put that, that pussy the... across the street from Cherry Park. Hope that... we don't get caught. That is the most specific. So the second verse starts, Damn, can't believe they took you from me. <laughs> Kicking in the front door, looking for me. Hid me in our secret place. So so then we're, so then we're from gun... the gun's perspective. Yes. Interesting. That's the, that's the verse that confused me because I think I was starting to catch on yeah. about what it could be. Yeah. And then they did that. And that is also, like, lyrically a very solid choice. And rap is just poetry at the end of the day. Yeah. Poetry-wise, that is a phenomenal creative choice to give the perspective of your subject like and that gives great play between the two verses as well i don't think he could have done a better job like executing the concept than he did because honestly the first few times i heard this i didn't get the concept Mm -hmm. every time it heard like it sounded like uh a love song which is what it reads like but i mean the the whole thing is about it. Yeah. Like, There's not a single line that isn't applying to, to both. Like, at least at least give me the chance to try to lay him down. Is you tripping? You forgetting that we made these vows? So, on first listen, that almost sounds like, you know, marital vows. Mm-hmm. Vows you make to a significant other. But he's talking about, like, the vows to the street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the kind of vows he's talking about. He's talking about, like, an obligation to, to, like, to his fucking people. regulate. Yeah. yeah. And just the way it ends with dreaming that you come home, right your wrongs, take me out. I can't wait until you bust it down. Probably go a hundred rounds. Interesting. It's just, like... Very interesting. Now, with the, with the concept in mind, that's the most thought-provoking line yeah. in the entire song. That he gets out, gets reunited with his gun... And then he just goes on a fucking shooting spree. That's that's what the gun so, wants. Let me read it. So, see, when I see that, I'm not thinking he's talking about, like, I can't wait to use my fucking gun. I'm reading, dreaming that you coming home, right your wrongs, take me out. Exactly. He feels like he's done wrong with the gun. He's going to take himself out with the gun. Oh. You know? Damn. That's I think that makes the most sense as a conclusion to the song overall too is he's got this attachment to this gun yeah. and then there's the conclusion 
which is I've done bad things with yeah. this gun. So that's really like a love song with like a gun. Yeah. Isn't that insane? That is insane. Isn't it insane that every lyric and it is works, so hidden. Every lyric works as a as a part of a love I, song I, and as like a gun. Well, see, thing. that's the genius of it too, and I think that is why like you didn't hear that. Like, you heard the song multiple times and then didn't hear that. Didn't think about it. And didn't think about it at all. And I know I wouldn't have if you didn't say anything. Like, I know I could have heard this song gone the rest of my life. A hundred songs. A hundred times that you And never been like, oh, but bro, he's talking about his fucking gun. But yeah, you should you should check out Vince Staples sometimes. Just, like, as a personality. Like, I'm trying interviews, to... he's fucking hilarious. Well, so, first off, for a rapper, that is... One of the biggest appeals to me, like Action Bronson. He's I don't hilarious. love all of his music, but he's got such a great personality yeah. that I'm like, okay, I'm open minded. Let's see what Action's up to. And like, this is so interesting mm-hmm. for my first interaction with this artist. Yeah. And I'm also recently like trying to listen to more shit that I haven't been listening to. So I'm kind of going back and forth. Usually I just listen to one genre. And I'll be like making a playlist of shit that uh-huh. I like from that genre. But recently, I've been listening to my funky playlist, which is all jazz, Afrobeat, Motown, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to more like African music through that. And it's kind of the evolution of listening to all that shit. But I'm also creating a new playlist that's just like good, vibey shit. Some sh- I, like I might add that song to the playlist. And I'll probably listen to more of them just because I think that they've got something to contribute to this sort of new vibe that I've been on. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. I like to bring things that are playlist worthy because it is fun to like bring like, you know, JPEG Mafia, Aesop Rock, people like that that you might not feel the same way I do. But like, it's even better to like, you know, get the reaction that you got just like through the concept and just figuring the shit out. I I like... I'm not going to stop thinking about this song. If I'm being honest, like it is just so, so interesting. It's such a specific metaphor too. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know what, I'm, I'm not in the right headspace, I suppose, but I don't know what else you could draw those comparisons and write about a gun about without writing about a gun. The song starts, I think the beginning and the end of songs usually oh, are the most, the most telling. Meaning. Yeah. But he starts with, she said, baby, keep me closely, love the way you hold me. That's the most important thing for people who have guns, to actually carry them. You, yeah. Gun owners don't like, you know, having their gun locked up in a case. Because I heard someone say the other night, you know, if you have to go to the car to get it, it's already too late. True facts. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's like, that's such a subtle way to mislead people, mm-hmm. but now that you understand the concept, like, that, it's just a great song. It's just a great song. We could go about it for a while. That's true. Yeah. Let's it is a great song, though. Where should we go now? Um, I've the, seen some weird shit on the internet recently. I would love to hear about it. So you know how Elon Musk has, like, secret twin children that we just found out about? Yeah. Very weird. Uh, this man needs to chill the fuck out. You're going to talk about Elon's folly. Yes. Bro, at least now I know where the fuck he gets this weird shit from. 
And like, yes, I understand realistically Elon Musk is autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. So he is going to be a little weird seeming sometimes. And I'm sure he has a very different mentality than, you know, what would be considered quote unquote normal. However, I do not know if his dad is autistic, but the fact that his dad has been quoted saying, we are only here to reproduce, and is now now hooked up with his stepdaughter, is very telling and makes me want to make a point that I've made before. The elites have always been fucking weird and incestuous and fucked up. And that's kind of fucked up. Like, yes, I get, like, somebody's gonna, you know, if you're trying to defend behavior like this, you're just gonna be like, well, that's just his stepdaughter. Like, that's, they're not related by blood. Uh, First off, it's still fucking weird. Second Second off, off, there's 3.5 billion other women that you could have chose that were not your stepdaughter, (laughs) but you chose your stepdaughter. More specifically, the fact that there is a significant age difference his father is named Errol Musk. I don't know what kind of fucking name that is. Uh, they used that name in uh, that one owl movie where they were like fighting each other. Guardians of Gahul? Yeah. <laughs> that one owl movie. That is that is a fucking owl name. Ariel. <laughs> Bro, bro. Wait, more news has happened since I last heard about this story. Uh, he he doesn't only have one kid with that stepdaughter. He has two kids with that stepdaughter. When will it end? When will it fucking end, Errol? Oh my god. Bro, this bro, is... Bro, he's 76. His stepdaughter is 35. Now, the real question is... How fucking long has he been stepfather to this person? Because as soon as I know that, that tells me whether or not he's a fucking pedo. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Louie, math for me real quick. Okay. So, 35 minus 18. 17. He's a fucking pedo. Because it says that he had been with her mother for 18 years. Fucking Errol Musk. Is there anything else to say about that except for just that it's fucking weird? Because I, I have some other Elon stuff that I can bring up. Um, Elon Musk is a terrible dad, apparently, and I'm sure he gets it from his own terrible dad. Hurt people hurt people like the Kendrick album told me. Hey, Kendrick's fucking preaching. He's just telling the truth, alright? He knows how it be. Did you see Elon Musk and Donald Trump's beef? No. Donald Trump is far from irrelevant now. Just irrelevant to everybody who doesn't want to listen to him. But there are a lot of people with, like, true social and shit like that. Yeah. But he was having a rally, which I don't know what he was having a rally for. Oh, because he's going to run again, Louie. He was just saying that uh, Elon Musk is a bullshit artist, all this shit, (laughs) because he's threatened that there's another big Republican in his party. And he probably sees him as a competitive threat uh, in a in a re- election. Yeah. But then Elon responded, and he was just saying all this shit about Trump. And it what was, did he say? Trump called Musk a bullshit artist, and then Elon said, "I don't hate the man, 
but it's time for Trump to hang up his hat and sail into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Dems should also call off the attack. Don't make it so that Trump's only way to survive is to regain the presidency. And then he said uh, Trump would be 82 at the end of his term, which is too old to be chief executive of anything, let alone the United States of America. Honestly, not a bad point. One of the most solid points I've ever heard Elon Musk make. <laughs> I, I want to read what Trump said to him. So he posted this on True Social, responding to Elon, and I want to read all of this, because okay. this is fucking gold. <laughs> I want to see what the picture is. Trump and Elon Bro, together. he said, you're my homie, so, so he posted, no, this is not what that is. <laughs> he, he posted this on True Social, I would do a Trump impression, but that would pain all of us, including me, so I'm not going to do it. That would also really so date he said, this. He said, when Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects, whether electric cars that don't drive long enough, driverless <laughs> cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless, in telling me how he was a big Trump fan and a Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he would have done it. Now Elon God. should focus on Damn. getting himself out of the Twitter mess. All, all Elon responded to that was LMAO, and then he posted a, a Grandpa Simpson <laughs> gif where he's shaking his fist in the cloud which is not a very good response because i think because he Trump got the shit roasted his out of whole him, career just the fact that he slipped in there uh electric cars that don't drive long enough driverless cars that crash or rocket ships to nowhere rocket ships, rocket ships to nowhere, to nowhere is, so good. is hilarious bro because he hasn't gone anywhere with this fucking rocket Straight ship oh he's like fucking kim jong-un like let me people please look at my rocket please, please, look, at please rocket. look at my rocket i'm not i haven't done anything with it yet but i could i, but could. I could do something with my rocket i think i think the strongest point of the response is genuinely uh, the the cars that crash and the batteries that don't last long enough. Because from a business perspective, those are pretty big deals. The rockets, yes, it's not like he's building rockets to go anywhere. But it is kind of revolutionary to be able to reuse launching rockets. Totally. Like, because otherwise that's just space trash and there's already enough of that shit. That's still, I feel like, an argument that, given that a lot of leftists will probably agree with just the pointless rocket launches contributing to global warming and shit yeah. like that. Someone like me can look at this and laugh at the shit that both of them are saying because oh, yeah. both of them are so terrible they are both terrible. that I could just, you know, laugh at them both roasted. equally. Yeah. Well, and it's like just because you don't like one doesn't mean that they can't be funny. Right. right, roasting the shit out of the other. Honestly, though, it's pretty savage to say I could have said, "Get on your knees and beg." That's mean. <laughs> that's, that's mean. That's how Elon res- responded to that initially, and then was like, "I must find a niche meme to respond to this with." It's not that niche, but still, wasn't it good enough? It wasn't good. It's not niche, but it, it was like you know, you open up the uh, GIF section on your phone and type yeah. "grandpa." And that pops up, you know? Like, straight up. Like, I'm gonna do that right now, and I bet that will pop up. Because that is one of the most... Look at you, Grandpa. 
fucking things. That's the worst way he could have responded because he was saying some shit. And, yeah. And just for him to, like, roll over like that after he said that shit, I would have said something, bro. I would have said LMAO. That was the most pained LMAO ever. There it is. Yeah. On top of the fucking GIF page. Uh, bro, half of them are uh, him. Papa Simpson. That's hilarious. Elon's fucking basic. Guess what, Elon? You're no longer Twitter funny. Mason. He's a shitty GIF. Elon, you're a normie now, so you can't <laughs> fucking make people laugh anymore. You're welcome. We can cut it. We're at time. We don't have to. If you want to keep talking, we can keep talking. I'll, I'll put something controversial at the end of the episode. Let's do it. Give me some this controversy. Might be controversial. Hot takes, hot takes. Fresh off the grill. I was at Boomba's the other day. Okay. And if you don't know what Boomba's is, if you don't if you don't live in Louisville, <laughs> for the story you have to know what Boomba's. Boomba's is a pizza place. It's just like a regular, you know, pizza place with some really good pizza. And we went to the one just kind of like on Bardstown Road in Eastern Parkway, that one right be there, busy as fuck. Where Connor works, we were there, and we saw one of Connor's boys. From the rugby team, and he sat us and all that, you know. Yeah. Gave us excellent service. Excellent service. Well. But we were on the way to a Beach House concert. That, cool. That's kind of what we were doing uh, after it. You know, we were just kind of trying to fuel up beforehand. I don't even know how to say this. There was a drag show in the Boom Boss. Yeah. That's so fucking wild, bro. And they do shit like that all the time. Do they? Yeah, they. Uh, I have a a relative that's an old dude, and he does uh, karaoke at Boomba's. That Boomba's specifically, regularly. Huh. I think they host events and shit all the time at Boomba's. I don't want that shit happening while I'm trying to eat, especially when I have to fucking go somewhere. Why can't I go to you just want to be chilling at Boomba's on a Sunday night? Without having some shit like that. And I can tell another story that kind of balances it out that's an example of another time where other people performed at fucking a restaurant that we were at and it was annoying that has nothing to do with, you know, drag people. Yeah. But I don't feel like I need to do that. But I can still say, like, I don't want to fucking see that shit when I'm trying to eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dinner and a show, like, for real. Like, well, it's see, one thing, I, like, when you sign up for it. It's another right. thing when you pull up when it's and it's just fucking happening. I get that. So, I think what you're trying to say without saying it is that you don't want it to sound like it had anything to do with the fact that it was a drag show because it didn't have anything to do with the fact that it was a drag show. It's just that it's kind of exhausting if you just show up somewhere and there's a thing going on and you weren't yeah. expecting to be a part of the thing that's going on. It was the fact that it was a horrible drag show. Oh, really? Well, they were just going up and down like the aisles at Boombaz. It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to react to it? And I guess I, I speak from an ignorant perspective because some people probably enjoy that kind of stuff. But, like, I don't feel like anything that they did at a boomba's right then would have been very entertaining to me. If fucking, Even if it was at an actual drag show? If Hank Williams Jr. came out <laughs> at the boomba's and started performing, I'd be like, get this guy the fuck out of here. I'm trying to go home. I'm trying to... Well, I wasn't trying to go home. I'm trying was, to eat. I was trying to go to the beach house. Be ready to fucking go. We were on the clock, and all of a sudden, you know, this loud-ass fucking Lizzo music is playing, and it's just like, fuck this, man. 
Random ass drag show. Pop up drag show. <laughs> Flash. Flash show. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I think that should be a new thing. You just I go. No. You just go to the mall, and then all of a sudden, there's a drag show in the middle of the mall. I will say I would appreciate that more than it being at Boombox. Because you're trying to eat at the Boombox. Because I'm trying to fucking eat. It's. It, yeah, it'd be one thing if I signed up for it if it was like dinner theater, by you know, RSVP'd for something. Yeah, know? no, but it I wasn't. absolutely get that. And I was loaded, and it was just like, you know. Just that, that loaded, what I, the fuck is fucking happening right it, now? It was super awkward. It was like a one-person show, and they were trying really? to do it like... That's a, sad. They were trying to do it like around like the waiters and stuff. And I was just getting, like, secondhand embarrassment because it's just, mm-hmm. like, poor fucking waiters and waitresses at Boombox just trying to do their job and make their money. Yeah, honestly. And they're having to dodge, you know. That might be the worst day at work I could ever imagine. <laughs> like, for real? Preston, that might be the next uh, form of union busting they're going to do. They're going to start... Uh, they're just going to start having drag shows at the Heine Brothers. No, they're going to... No, they're going to make you all perform for the customers every day. They're going to make you all put on a show. It doesn't I have mean, to be a drag show, okay, but it has so, to be in good taste. So listen, they kind of are. They've put out these new fundamentals and it's a list of like 20 different behaviors. And I swear to God, it is just to like Chick-fil-A us. Or they're just like... Be good little boys and girls. Like, for real. I am so not submissive enough to be oh, able to no. say my pleasure no. to a bunch you of fat chicken Bro, what are they, strangers. What do they pay at Chick-fil-A? They pay 15 an hour at Chick-fil-A, basically. That's pretty good. Yeah. But that's not enough to get me to say fucking your, my pleasure. And wear a fruity-ass red polo. To fuck it. No. N- Nikki's told me the shit that they have to do at Chick-fil-A. And it's like, I would get heat stroke if I worked at Chick-fil-A, working out in the fucking drive through walking up and down with the fucking cars. It is an incredibly effective system, and I appreciate it every time yeah. I go to Chick-fil-A. As a consumer, However, that's, S- that's S-tier uh, You could not subject service. me to that for all the money in the world, because, like you said, I'm not fucking, like, I can't be whiffed like that professionally. Same I, reason I could never be in management. I can't kiss ass professionally. The fuck do I look like? Bro, what if every restaurant was just so specialized and that everything was able to be, like, max efficient speed? Like, if there was, like, you know... I don't think I'd like my job if we did that. I like that I can la-di-da, ignore customers straight up, and still get away with it. We just got a new manager. He's 25. He's chill as fuck. Fuck. So I really, er, my favorite thing is anytime somebody skips the box to order and like they go real slow because they realize, but they still pull up to the window, I will hop on the headset and be like, everyone hide. And I'll be right behind because the window is like on the side of the building. And then there, on the inside, we have two walls on each side and there's kind of the space where the window and drive through is. Yeah. And I'll just be on one side, kind of, like, checking to see if their car is still there. Because I don't want to have to be like, hey, dumbass, you don't know how a drive through works. And we've been doing this shit for a hell of a long time now. Like, yeah. you're a grown-ass adult. Yeah, hey, hey, 
Get down here. Hey, you. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Even for the simplest fucking thing, like literally going through a drive-thru. Speaking of heat stroke, I'm literally dying of heat in here. It is, wrap it? it is toasty. We can wrap it. Do we want to conclude anything? We got any final remarks? It's hot as hell in here. The final <laughs> That's my last opinion. It is hot as fuck in here. Alright, everybody. That was this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you've enjoyed what we've been putting out. Try to get somebody else to listen to this shit. You know, it's kind of the least you can do. You know, leave a review, leave a rating on Spotify. I'd love to see us actually have, like, a quantifiable way to judge this shit. Comment on our Instagram. Yeah, straight up. Interact with us. We'd love that shit. I'm trying to get more you fuckers out there to listen to this. I'd be telling everybody now. I sound crazy. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye.